is the Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell. It's all true. He is Tristan. I am Eric. Troy Farkas is our producer. It's Fantasy Focus Baseball, Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. A big fantasy baseball weekend is coming, Tristan. Big weekend. Are you ready? Of course. <laughs> Players weekend, too, so it's big for uh, the on-field game, too. Oh, I love I love that with the jerseys. Although some I've players you can't recognize. I've, t- I've warmed to it because you remember my stance on this when they first came up with the idea was I can't stand the idea of the Yankees wearing names on the back of the uniforms. Oh, come on. I understand. I stand by that 100%. But this and is never a special weekend. Come exactly. on. Exactly. But this is... Well, if you let me explain it, I I have grown to enjoy this Players Weekend. I mean, I like the idea that they play the fun jerseys and everything. The players really get into it. I can live with the back, the names on the back there for a couple of days. You know, what's really weird about it is the Yankees play the Dodgers in this weekend series. So you get a classic series, and the Yankees aren't even going to be wearing the old road uniforms. Uh, on today's fine show, Angry Tristan and I talk a. Uh... Weekend pitchers to watch, including a pair of top options returning to health, I believe today, actually. Um, we have Tristan's 2024 team. Very interesting there. I ripped some players as overrated yesterday. People li- seem to really like that. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> plus uh, the Commonwealth, the Closers, and the Murray Hash Browns. Here is the buzz. Let's go briefly because I want to get to your 2024 piece. Um, Scherzer, Garrett Cole, both back today. Um, Any concerns whatsoever? Would you use them in daily? Did you activate them in weekly? I did activate them in in daily. uh, Or, excuse me, I'm sorry, in weekly. (laughs) I would lean towards starting them in daily. I would have to check the salaries in the daily games, the contests, and the like. So I'd be a little bit more careful there, just because it's the first start back. Maybe there's a somewhat limited pitch count. But I'm not major. I'm not. I'm not overly concerned about either pitcher. If I had to pick one of the two that I have greater concern long term, it's Scherzer, just because this has taken a lot longer for him to get back to full strength than we expected. But nothing major. You? Um, yeah. I mean, I activate them both. I had a trade off for Scherzer in a league where I'm not going to win. And I thought, I really kind of want him, though, for the next couple of years. And I don't have great keepers. It'd be for minor leaguers, good minor leaguers. And I thought, no, I think I want to keep him. I'm going to trade Nelson Cruz. But Scherzer, I don't see any drop-off coming here. And I I trust him today. I don't see pitch count issues today. So, I mean, Verlander looked great yesterday. He didn't win the game. Did you realize that was, like, the biggest gambling upset in baseball, like, ever? Something like that? I mean, we didn't know about... We didn't pay attention to baseball odds, or some of us didn't, you know, even a couple of years ago. But now, of course, ESPN's into it, and uh, there's a story all over the ESPN pages. I just think it's interesting. Like, you just assume in fantasy, like, mm-hmm. that was still a great outing for Verlander. Now, gamblers might have lost if they bet on Houston to win the game, but for fantasy, I loved it. He just didn't win the game. Yeah. And by the way, it's the second time now, I believe, in the past month where this yeah, has happened. Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, we, ha- we had... Uh, Two all-time, I mean, and obviously this doesn't go back to the entire history of baseball, but uh, in terms of the years for which we had lines for the games, two of the largest lines ever, and they went the upset direction. (laughs) You know, Eric, you just can't predict baseball. (laughs) Uh, I've heard something like that, which is why I don't gamble on it. Um, Most added players over the past week, some interesting names on here. Tony Gonsolin of the Dodgers, who's pitching this weekend against the Yankees. Any any reason to think that this will be different than Dustin May? They'll give him a couple starts and then move him to the bullpen, or is he going to get like six more starts? Actually, there's now talk out of L.A. that 
this is Gonsolin's last start. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's going to the bullpen. So now he this week is getting the Dustin May treatment of yeah. a week ago, and now they're saying that May is going back into the rotation, and they're talking about that possibly in the Padres series after the Yankee one. So, heck if I know, this is Dodgers madness. The other thing, too, is they're hoping Rich Hill could be the fourth starter in the playoffs. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. it's hard to manage a fantasy team in a mixed league, a standard mixed league where there's free agents. You just drop May, you drop Gonsolin. But you and me are in deeper leagues. We're in NL and AL onlys, and, and it's hard to, like, predict ahead when teams say something, and then a week later they say something else. So mm-hmm. it's also hard to ride the hot players in leagues like that. Now, in standard leagues, the hottest hitters, the hitters on the most added list that are still available, Nick Ahmed of Arizona, Great power of late. Maybe he's a 30-homer guy. The Giants outfitters, Mike Yastrzemski, Kevin Pillar. I wrote a rip job today on Yastrzemski. It's not against him. He never showed any power. Ever. And now, with the Happy Fun Baseballs, people are saying, well, he he has more power than his grandfather, Carl. No, he doesn't. It's it's not the same game. His grandfather played in an era where it was epic how much the pitchers got an advantage there. They even changed the rules on the mound measurement, well, the the height of it, in order to to combat that. So let's not criticize what Carl did there. Uh, By the way, Ahmed, a quick note on that. I wrote in the forecaster last week. He has shown uh, incredible improvement against right-handed pitchers, becoming a much more complete player. Right, and I wrote that about Marcana of the Athletics the other day. Same yep. thing. Mm-hmm. These guys who were platoon guys all of a sudden are doing great things against the other side. Mike Yastrzemski was not supposed to hit lefties. He has a higher OPS against them. 17 homers in half a season. Maybe he's a 30-homer guy, too. He never even hit, like, 10 in the minors. It's crazy what's happening. Will Smith of the Dodgers, you got to have him. I think he's a top-five catcher right now. Uh, what does he have, like five homers in the past week and a half or something like yeah. that? It's just he amazing. He has been quietly excellent at that position since the recall, and considering the lack of proven high upside options, yeah, I, you can certainly make the top five case easily. Um, obviously, Aristides Aquino is on this list as well, most added. Some interesting pitchers on the list. Um, see if you agree. Um, well, Ryan Yarbrough is number one. That's fine. He's pitched well. Uh, Ivan That's because they're using a little. The, the the workload is a little bit expanded comparative to last year with with Yarbrough. Absolutely is absolutely, and he's been starting. I guess people didn't like when he was starting in the second inning, but in the first inning they like it. <laughs> I didn't realize how low the K's were for Ivan Nova. That that's bad. That's scary. I don't want any part. Yeah, Nova has pitched very well, and I, I think we even mentioned on the other show the forecaster likes him somewhat. It, 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 he used to be a complete discard at the beginning of the year. Now he's not. But I'm with you. I don't like the low K rate. That bothers me. Andrew Heaney, 14 strikeouts with nary a walk. Where'd that come from? Yeah. Is yeah. that just a one-game thing, an aberrant, or are you buying? Um, I'd have to lean towards it being a one-game thing just because the Angels haven't traditionally been doing this, allowing pitchers to go that deep. As a matter of fact, he set uh, standards, I think, all time for the, the franchise lead in terms of, of strikeouts and walks the combo in the game. The other one is it was the longest outing by any starting pitcher. What bothered me in response to that for the Angels is that they pushed him back to next week for his next start to make up for the long outing. So, yeah, they're... They're, they're not leaning on starting pitchers. The Angels are going for uh, an all-time low in terms of uh, volume from starters. Lucas Giolito, he looked pretty good yesterday. Yes, he did. And it's not a complete game shutout, people. It's just a shutout. That assumes the complete game part. I don't like when people on TV or even like tweet out, hey, it's a complete game shutout. It's not. It's, it's a, a shutout. It's a grand slam home run? Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, what else? I, oh, I you, agree, yeah. Your boy John Gray, he's done for the season. Um, I knew you were going to bring this up, and I want to know. I, I, we, we've I, learned nothing. 
I, I'm going to say this. We've learned nothing about John Gray this season. Third consecutive season with a better home ERA than road. Mm-hmm. Lots of strikeouts. High ERA and whip, which you're going to have as a Colorado pitcher. Mm-hmm. I don't think we learned anything between March and today. We know what he's capable of. He's just not doing it. He's inconsistent and erratic. I don't want any part. I think we've learned that I can't wait for 2021 to end for him to see what he might offer in another ballpark because yes. I, I do think he's been a quietly decent pitcher considering the obstacle of Coors Field that he faces. And this year's final stat line was good, not great, for a Rockies pitcher. What are you doing with Casey Mize next season? you going to rank him? His season's over, I think, right? His innings were yeah, capped. It's done. It was at a hundred and nine. The number. It was at hundred nine. Yeah, what, which is um, low, low. Can you make somebody like that a top or Forrest Whitley, who may not be in the opening day rotation for Houston or any pitcher? Like Dustin May, we know I think will be in the Dodgers rotation. I'm going to rank him whatever I do, yep. like number yep. thirty five, number forty. Maybe that's a little aggressive. What do you do with Casey Mize? I feel like right now I can't rank him for any kind of mixed 10 or 12 team league because I don't think he's going to be in the majors long enough. And the reason I think that is just that with the Tigers not being competitive, there's every reason to just in the current environment buy the extra years of free agency. As a matter of fact, the first guy that came to mind as a, as somewhat of a skills comp was Aaron Nola. And I feel Ooh. like, yeah, I feel like they might give him the treatment that Aaron Nola had when he debuted with the Phillies in 2015. And that was, he played barely half the year for them, 13 starts. I think if you, you give a projection today of that for Mize, that's about right. You? Uh, yeah, I mean, I still think rookie pitchers are not the same as rookie hitters, but we've seen some like historic performances out of the hitters this year, obviously the baseballs. I would love to have seen what Jordan Alvarez would have done like two years ago with normal baseball. Maybe he still would have been great. Yeah. You know, make Mike Yastrzemski, you know, maybe he would be great. I, I don't think so, but like, I'm not trying to be mean. I just, I don't know. You can't put historical context on any of this stuff. So I'm going to go with the hitters all. I'm probably not going to rank Mize among my top 75 starting pitchers because I just, A, I don't know when he's coming up. And B, I don't want to deal with it when he does because he's a pitcher. But you'd like to rank him if you had confidence he could give you May 1st to the end of the year, right? Sure. Chris Paddock, I, I maybe I didn't have on enough teams because I didn't, wasn't sure. Then the Padres promoted him right away, and I was like, this guy's great. He hasn't been great recently. It's still a rookie pitcher. Right. So, I mean, Soroka is a little different. He pitched last season. I think we knew what he was going to, you know, he's going to be good. Not this good, but rookie pitchers, man, I just, I, I don't really want any part of them. Um, what I do want a part of is ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the very first day. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabelle. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash K-A-R-A-B-E-L-L. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabelle. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now it's the Combo Meals. Hey, it's a Combo Meal! Combo! Combo! It's a Combo Meal! Home run, 
Albert Pujols stole a base and hit a home run on what? Monday. He did. What? He's and you know what? I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but out of 150 like qualified hitters, he's the second slowest on the bases. You are absolutely correct. The Statcast Sprint score has him. 514th out of 515, with the only one slower being Brian McCann. Shocking. Who just went on the uh, injury list, by the yes, way. Yes, he did. Yep. Um, you don't want Paul in the fantasy league. He's in. The, he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. You can rip me all you want. I don't care. But in fantasy this season, he's really not going to help you at all in a standard league. Uh, Max Muncy did it yesterday, Wednesday, and Kevin Kiermeyer, who I think is really underrated. Guys like Kiermeyer and Pilar, they're pretty similar to me. Low on base, awesome defenders. But look at the homers and the steals. Laureano of Oakland became a really good player. Like, he was supposed to be a homer steals guy as well and, a, and an awesome defender. But then he, like, graduated to the next level. I don't think Kiermaier and Pilar have quite done that. Pilar's yeah, on base, last I checked, was still, like, 280 or something. But he runs. He hits. Like, where would I be in my NL only without Kevin Pilar? So mm-hmm. Kiermaier's underrated. Max Muncy. Why aren't we ranking him in the top, like, 50 hitters next season? He's going to have 40 home runs, second base eligibility, hitting lefties better than righties now. Like, there's nothing wrong with Max Muncy. He, he, what he did last year, and everybody was like, oh, do it again. Come on. He's doing it again. He's doing it better. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. He's going to exceed last year's 35 homers. And granted, yeah, to this year's baseball, okay, can support that a little bit. But if you look at any of the other slash numbers and any of the underlying stats, he's pretty competitive with last season, and he gives you the multi-eligibility. He's, you know, once again, a very underrated player. Top 50 for next year. Hmm. Is that tough? That's aggressive. I, I, I see where you're going. I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to see where 41 to 50 shakes out on the hitting side. But when you take the pitchers out of the equation, I think Muncy's competitive at that level. I mean, my point is, like, that's a power guy who doesn't hurt you in batting average. Multi-eligibility. It's not that, that second base is weaker than first, which it is, but... It's still multi-eligibility. You can move them around. So that doesn't mean quite what it did in the past. It's it's a nice plus, but I don't think either one of us would move them up more than at most around. Let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. Xander Bogarts mm-hmm. versus Max Muncy. You lose the batting average. Some runs. Power's about the same. Why would Bogarts go like five rounds over Muncy? He shouldn't anymore, right? Batting average. I mean, it's it's 40 points of batting average. Well, it is this year. I think it is. I think it's 30 easily for next year. I, I mean, it's possible in that category because of how much it, it varies. I mean, you could see Bogarts batting 280 as much as you could 320, but they're competitive in terms of power. Bogarts has better contact skills of the two of them. And, you know, Bogarts is playing a little bit more often than Muncie. The how, about P- the- how about Pete Alonso? Batting average is the same. Yeah, okay. Uh, Alonso compared to Muncie? Yeah, I mean, Alonzo's going to go a lot earlier, and should he? I've been really impressed by Alonzo this year, but I do see your point, because I I fear that Alonzo will have a period where where the pitchers adjust, and he has some extended slumps, and it could come at the cost of a 230 batting average next year. I mean, Max Muncy has the same player rater ranking this season as J.D. Martinez, Pete Alonzo, Anthony Rizzo, Glaber Torres. He's going to go later than all these guys. Mm-hmm. J.D. Martinez is probably going to go in round two again, and Max Muncy's had the same season. Right. Why, is that, why is that making any sense? Like, J.D. Martinez is not going to be in my top 20. And the, and the perception goes back to what I said about the playing time. The Dodgers love to platoon and mix and match as much as they possibly can, move guys around even within games at different positions, and that does slice a little bit of the, the plate appearances away. All right, relief pitcher time. Here's the close of Carousel. 
The Closer Carousel. Wade Davis did it again, this time in a road game, and he's out as closer. I'm not nothing against Wade Davis. I just I don't want fantasy managers to keep having to deal with this mess. And he finally got lit up in a road game, and I think Carlos Estevez would get the weekend save chance. Who knows for sure? Yeah. They may not even have one. <laughs> I didn't realize Felipe Vasquez has three saves in two months. Yep. They no, never they're win. not hit. The Pirates offense has been an embarrassment since the All-Star. But break. you wouldn't drop Vasquez, would you? I, I have Vasquez in my points league and it's, he, the fact that he's not getting save opportunities is killing me. He's an excellent pitcher who I can't drop just because he is the closer and he puts up competitive stats to everybody else. Uh, rapid fire. Most saves rest of the season, Braves. <sighs> oh, jeez. I, I, chain green. Really? Yep. Oh, he's and, uh, like third on my list. Don't feel great about this bullpen. Mark uh, Melanson's going to keep this job. Win. Wow, I can't believe you said I'm not a Melanson guy at all. I, I, what makes Melanson a better pitcher than Shane Green? He's pitching better now. So? He's also not giving up home runs. So two weeks decides that Melanson's well, not two a weeks. Pitcher. Melanson hasn't given up more than five homers in a season in like five years. Okay, yeah. He's a ground ball guy. In fact, the Braves have the only three pitchers with like ten or more saves. Well, Melanson doesn't have it. They have the only two pitchers with 10 or more saves on the top 30 leaderboard for ground ball rate. Mm-hmm. Right, they have Green and they have Luke Jackson. But Melanson's currently the closer, and he's like fifth in ground ball rate. Zach Britton's always number one. Uh, Bummer's like number two. Melanson's a ground ball guy, pitching well. I think he keeps the job. All right, so that wasn't real rapid fire. Uh, Dodgers. Mm. Dodgers, who gets the most saves? Kenley Jansen. And Kenley Jansen, and by the way, Kenley I think Jansen. he's going on the, in, I think he's going on the DL for two weeks in September because he's bad. And okay. they, want to, they want to prepare him for October. I could see that, but he gave I mean, up another it, homer yesterday. That's eight on the season. Uh-huh. Eight. I, he, he can fake his way to save just like Craig Kimbrell can. But I'm yep. telling you, they have to sit him at some point to get him ready for October. Either he's tired or he's bad. I don't know what's wrong with him. I'm that's glad I don't have him on any teams. Absolutely fair. I just think when he is on the, in the active roster, when he's healthy, oh yeah, he's, he's the closer. Mets. Seth Lugo. Rangers. Look, Clark. Gonna lose it again. Nationals. To who though? That's I. I, I don't. He's feel- gonna lose it to Emmanuel Clase, who's just frankly better than Leclerc. He walked the bases loaded in and out in the other day. He gave up an- another homer in another outing. He's bad now. He doesn't know where the ball is going. I understand the contract. Yep. The Rangers are not making the playoffs anyway. I think Clase gets a chance. He's bad. Leclerc's bad now. I I could see it. I I don't know that the Rangers are going to push Clase to close for five weeks. But I see your point here. Nationals. I mean, it's possible. Um, most for the rest of the year. Ah, oh, jeez. I, I, it's Daniel Hudson. Uh, is it? It probably is, but that that could be divided up by, amongst several players. Marlins. Oh, jeez. Avoid entirely. But they're going to win at least a, a game against the Phillies this week, and they always do. Yeah, I mean, the the, the first Stanek. save chance they got after the, the trade deadline was Ryan Stanek, and he blew it in ugly fashion. So, I, I mean, that would be the direction I'd go. I don't feel good about it. Um, uh, if 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 a guy is going to surprise at an over from uh, Miami's bullpen, Adam Conley. Tristan's 2024 team, um, a roster for fantasy purposes, was posted today, and it's fantastic. You've got to read it. And I think I don't want to give too much away. We want people to read it, obviously, but it's a strong mix of, I guess, mid twenties major leaguers, some minor leaguers, some guys in college. Like yeah. you really dug deep here, yeah. 
Okay. And I guess my only thing, you probably know what I'm about to say. Oh, there, I, it's probably the guy that I hated to scratch. Well, I don't know who that is. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Let's, let's see where this goes. I, well, I guess my, my point is, like, there's still players that are really, really good now. Yep. Like, Freddie Freeman should still be on there. He's still going to be doing this. Yeah, Freddie years. Freeman was the second guy that I caught. Who's and the first I feel guy? good about it. The first guy was Bo Bichette. Oh, yeah. Why is he not in there? Because middle infield is just rich with talent. And I really tried to make the case to move Bo Bichette over to second base, but I don't feel the Blue Jays have an option to take over short. I think eventually, defensively, that could be where he goes. Maybe he stays at short, and I just don't feel more confident about him than Fernando Tatis. Now, how is uh, Aristides Aquino or Mike Estremski not on this list? (laughs) (laughs) Is it? I mean, is it conceivable that Aquino could be a contender for the home run title in 2024? Isn't it? I mean... I think anything's conceivable with these baseballs. It's conceivable (laughs) Mike Estremski gets 50. I just... I, I love that you picked Freddie Freeman on that because Freddie Freeman was a tough cut. He, he'll be 32 in 2024. That's and nothing. I, yeah. yeah, and I, I love the approach to hitting that he has. It's extremely consistent. I mean, if you want to bring floor to ceiling as close as you can, that's Freddie Freeman would be the first guy I think of. I, I So one of the guys on your list is on my overrated list. It's not Bryce Harper. Yes, and Manny that's Machado. the one I think you are correct on. I, Why I'm, is Carlos Correa on your team? Okay, so you were thinking of someone else. No, I no, I thought that was exactly who I thought because I one hundred percent of any guy you put on your most overrated, that is the first one. I'm like, yep, yeah. So I agree. why, if we agree that Carlos Correa is overrated for fantasy, mm-hmm. why does he end up in your 2024 team? Because I still think there's a world of talent hidden in there, and we have seen it before this century where guys who have the injury reputation and tons of talent, and by the way, guys like Evan Longoria and Ian Kinsler did not have the raw talent that Carlos Correa does. What if he just clicks two years from now? And he has a monster five-year prime. You could say this about Bryce Harper, and it hasn't gone quite as smoothly as we expected. I think he's the shortstop version of Bryce Harper. No stolen bases, can't stay healthy, Mm -hmm. one great year, and in Correa's case, it was his rookie year. I mean, he's a lot more like Puig and Sano. Guys who, like Mike Alfranco, they were great as rookies, and they haven't been able to do it since. So the the behind-the-scenes part of writing this one is that this is my cap tip to... Carlos Correa is not a guy I'm ready to give up on yet, but he is probably one step away from it. Briefly on the schedule, because we're going long on the first half of the show, as we mentioned on Thursday, which is today, Scherzer and Garrett Cole come off the injury list, and we think they're going to pick... I mean, one's facing Detroit, and Scherzer has Pittsburgh, which has like four wins in two months or something crazy like that. So, So, of course, Detroit's winning today. Look, they won yesterday. They beat Scherzer. It could happen. And Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I can say that for Pittsburgh, but <laughs> man, what's happened there? I mean, it's just like, and some of the guys are still like they're getting no pitching. And Chris Archer went on the DL, and I thought, okay, why would anybody care? And then I looked. He's still rostered in sixty-five percent of leagues. What are you people doing with Chris Archer still in your roster? It's mm-hmm. not even like Samarja back in the day. Samarja's ERA was like four thirty back in the day. It wasn't over five with a one point four one WHIP and all those strikeouts. Archer's like number 30 in strikeouts, but it's not worth it. They never win. I know your criteria for the most overrated. I would nominate Archer if he had met the criteria. Well, he, yeah, he's I only had hitters. He's the most overrated player. Well, yeah, but he, I, I, yeah. He's, he's probably the most over. Oh, he's probably the most overrated no, player he can't in be. right now. He can't be, Tristan, because to me, to be overrated, you can't be picked in round 15, like Nomar Mazzara. So to me, the overrated list has to be top picks. Bryce Harper went in round two this year, and I'm a Phillies fan, and I'm telling you he's overrated. Machado went in round one. Overrated. He's not going to steal Machado anymore. Machado went in round two, actually. 
Well, they're still they're way too. They shouldn't be even. I would take Harper and Machado round four or five at the best. I mean, look in rotor leagues, which is what I'm talking about. Steals yep. count. Machado's yep. never going to run again. He has no reason to. He's signed for ten years, mm-hmm. and you know that he's like that. Harper at least steals some bases. Very aggressive, but there's no guarantee he can stay healthy every year. He might have another MVP season, and so could Correa, so could Machado when the Padres get good. But for where you're taking them, an average live draft position. And check out my article. There's a lot more in there. I'll tell you one thing, though. In defense of, and I'll pick Bryce Harper. I could do the same for Machado if I wished. He has top eight since the beginning of 2015 in home runs, RBI, and runs scored. You know, consistency counts. The numbers are, well, he has been anything but consistent. I, I see exactly where you're going, and to call them overrated is a fair criticism. The problem I have is that there's still not a steep floor for these players. These are guys that if you could somehow nab them even in the third round, they're not going to destroy your team in the process. That's there fair. are guys you could take in the third round. There were a couple other names in the column that people love to look at who I think if you took them, they could destroy your team. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. And again, overrated in real life, not necessarily. Overrated in fantasy based on their value. That's all this is in every fantasy league, people. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley in round four, I'm fine with that. Not in round one. You know, I'm sure I could come up with a basketball one, too. Tom's not even here. All right, <coughs> briefly on the pitchers. James yep. Paxton, Hyunjin Ryu on Friday. Uh, I think Paxton's one of the most overrated pitchers as well. Maybe even more so than Archer. Because uh, uh, you're taking pitch- him 10 rounds earlier. Okay, yeah, in terms of the draft approach, yes. Pax is not that yeah. good, okay? No, Pax strikeouts and that's it. He's had an extremely – what's the the max for him was like 160 innings as a pro. That's just crazy low, and I think people assume that it's more. He has pitched better lately, so if you want to talk about it uh, over the next six weeks, that's one thing. I don't like this Dodgers matchup for him, by the way. No, I don't either. I'm just saying next season, Paxton, I will not rank as well as others. He we can't can, be top 20 among starting We compared him to Steven Strasburg a year ago. That's ridiculous. Strasburg's having a Cy Young-type season. Strasburg's a guy who has gotten to the 30 and 200. Paxton's never sniffed that. Never. Animal Sanchez versus John Lester. You want any part of either? Well, Lester was a little better in that last game. I don't want him against Washington. As a matter of fact, Forecaster kills him. Ten runs a game now. Washington does. Yeah, I'll tell you. I I think Sanchez is an interesting guy. He's he's actually delivered you quality starts, met that threshold a lot more often than you think he has over the past two months. It's not a great matchup for him, but I'll take him if I must from one from one of those two. Saturday, um, Joe Ross apparently is okay to pitch. That's at Wrigley Field. He's, li- he's likely okay. CeCe Sabathia gets the hit. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. Um, some sleepers that just nobody's picking up. Strikeout guys. Denelson Lamette of the Padres pitches Saturday against Boston. Yes, it's a good offense, but the Phillies tamed them. Chris Bassett gets the Giants at home. Love that. Ivan Nova, I'm not high on, but he's available in a lot of leagues. That was um, the plus matchup of his two this week as well. Chase Anderson against Arizona at home. I think that's fine. Um, Alex Wood at Pittsburgh, yes, yes, and a hundred times yes. <laughs> We're just gonna pick on Pittsburgh, well, especially not, in not, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm not trying to, but like, if you don't score any runs and never win, how mm-hmm. can you not go with the other pitchers? It's also a big ballpark swing. If you had him in Cincinnati, it's a lot different from Pittsburgh and PNC Park. Sunday night baseball on ESPN: Domingo Herman, Clayton Kershaw. I'm apologizing to Kershaw. What a great season! He's not gonna have 30 starts for the fifth straight year, but so what? What a great! He's great. Let's talk about Herman. What do you not like there? I don't think there's a lot left to offer. I think there's a diminishing amount left in the tank. So you think the orange has been squeezed on Domingo Herman? I think sixteen and three with a one point one four WHIP. I didn't call his ERA. Mm -hmm. That's not as great as his WHIP. But more than a strikeout per inning. I don't care about the home runs. Everybody's allowing them. Mm -hmm. He's sixteen and three, Tristan. 
I don't care about the win-loss record. You don't uh, care that he has 16 wins and 21 nope. starts? Nope. He that, wins almost every start. That's in the past. I think going forward. Why do you think it's going to stop? He looks tired. My concerns are that the Yankees, I think, are going to keep him on limited pitch counts for all of the remaining outings. I think they are also going to skip at least one of the turns because he is already at the point of of setting a new high for innings. And they've, and I mean, Aaron Boone has even mentioned this. You dropping him? No, but this, this, the problem is it's a road LA game. This is a no for me. And because of where the Yankees are, they could draw games against Boston, for example. Um, I mean, Tampa and New York might not be a great matchup for him either, and there's probably others that they're going to face. All right, so avoid you, whenever he's. You have one spot: Herman versus Samarja. Oh, jeez. Herman versus Heaney, Cal Quantrill. That's I what like I'm saying. I, I like Heaney, except for what I said about I hate what but the you Angels can't doing drop Herman. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I'm there yet. I'm saying that, Herm- remember, Herman was a top 20 starter when he was at his best before the first IL stint. He is most certainly not today. Can we okay. say he's, I'd say he's borderline top 40. All right. What do you think? I would say fine with that, but I, I, I couldn't drop him for Cal Quantrill, even if I think Quantrill's going to yeah, be better, which is agree. the definition of dropping him, but yeah. I, I want to see a, like a, two more starts. Right. All right. That's the first half of our show. Very long. Sorry, Troy. Now comes the second half with the Hash Browns. All right, let's see what we've got in store for us today. And first up, uh, it, the name here says it's me. It's not me, <laughs> not you. How reliable? I heard yesterday you did talk to yourself, though. I, I think I do every day. Yeah, don't you? I think that's a normal thing for people. I, I think you had like a self Twitter conversation or something recently. You were like, I don't think I was yourself. on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> yeah. All so, right. Wasn't there? Let's be technical. Two days ago, maybe I don't remember what. The, oh. oh, oh, right. <laughs> that, yeah, there's somebody that has my name, but in inverse, and right. I don't care. Like, why would I care? It's too much trouble to change it. And if he wants money, I'm not giving it. It's just like, <laughs> right? I mean, somebody had your name, Tristan H. Cockroft, on Twitter. And maybe they do. Would they you might ca- have. Would you care? No. All right. Well, someone has Eric Carabao. I like I don't care. Everybody tells me they like the Solmastad handle. I do. Handle. I do. Although it's weird when you do football stuff. But um, well, yeah. I'm Carabao, Eric. Follow me. Don't follow me. I don't care. I'll, I'll probably start tweeting more when football starts. The football Twitter universe, a lot different than baseball, I'll tell you that. But um, his question is, how reliable will Ramon, will Ramon Laureano and David Price be when they come off the injured list? Uh, I think Price is soon, next week. Laureano, I don't think is this month, but your thoughts? Laureano here? just said the other day during the you know, Yankee series, so of course I'm paying attention to Oakland pretty closely, said that he is feeling good. So I could see it being a week to two weeks if everything is progressing positively. I, I'm, yeah. See, you're in the office league. I had to let Loriano go. I kind of want him back now. I, 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 yeah, I'm not going to win though, so it doesn't matter. Right, but I mean, I'm going. But I to, might bid on him just so you can't have him. Right, that's the problem. I'm probably going to pursue him now in this fab run this week, and I'm probably not going to get him. Uh, the David Price one, he's throwing bullpens. I believe it's the last update, so yeah, he I might be so. looking at ten days ish. I'm not. I'm scared of Price. I I have Price in my points league. I think he's almost single-handedly ruined my cha- championship chances in that one this season. I'm concerned. So what a race! Uh, you, Todd Zola, and David Lippman in the uh, office league, all vying for first place. Good race there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to win. And and then Vampire. I haven't looked this week. There's no point looking during the week. I, I kind of look on like Saturday, and that's about it. 
I have um, to look because if I lose this week, I'm done. <laughs> so you can still win, huh? I'm winning again. I... What, a, what, a, what a shame. Like, I'm winning now every week and it's too late in the season. See, but, you know, that's a good way. I mean, it's it's good to look at it as you're being competitive right down to the wire, even if mathematically it's not working out. I mean, it's really tough with four playoff spots because we were starting with nothing. We should do this in football. Anybody? Uh, and you and me can let's both do it. Be, Yeah. I mean, I don't have any ESPN football leagues. I need one. Should we set up uh, ones like these? I don't know. We'll see if anybody reaches out. We still have well, you know, tweets. now everybody's going to go on the Twitter and tweet you from the uh, Eric Carabell account. So, so you want to do two leagues? Well, well, how would we do that? We'd do like 12 teams and the two of us are two vampires? No, it'd have to be separate leagues. But yeah. it's, it's, it's not fun being not being able to see your league. So I'd like to be able to... But yeah, how would we do it if we were both vampires? I no, we couldn't. We, we couldn't could. do it. No, it'd be impossible. How uh, impossible? Well, yeah, you know, the impossible part would be what happens when we face each other. Yeah. Because then we'd be devastating the other's team that already was started. I mean, what if we ended up playing in weeks that, two that or three? That could be kind of interesting, though. <laughs> it, it could if we were assured of playing deep enough in the year, like at least halfway through the, at least halfway through the schedule. I mean, I'd like a normal league, too. All right, <laughs> we gotta, you know, we gotta get Kyle on this because he's not, you know, no, as if he's not no. doing enough, right? No, he, he has no role here. He's a, he's on the football side. Why don't you and me just have a normal ESPN Fantasy League with Tom the Intern and, you know, anyone else who cares that listens to this show. Well, now There's... like 300 people are going <laughs> to... You think 300 people are still listening? It's the last week of August. Uh, CJ writes, I'm worried about the outlook for Malik Smith with Mitch Hanniger close to return and fairly promoted. Are we going to lose those valuable stolen bases? If you want stolen bases, hey, Malik Smith has gotten a job done. He's going to lead the majors, right? He passed uh, your boy out Alberto. And the guy doing it lately is Delano DeShields. Doesn't he have like eight steals in this month or something? <laughs> Leave it to Delano DeShields to have those out of nowhere hot streaks when nobody does nothing <laughs> else. Paying attention, I know. <laughs> but do you care? Since the All Star break, um, really? Now you're not going to work. I think the. Sh- <laughs> Since the All Star break, Acuna has 16. VR and Malik's have 11. Nobody else is in double digits. But the Shields has eight and fewer at-bats than everybody else. So does nothing else, but if you need stolen bases in a roto, in a points league, you don't own, you know, Jared Dyson. You don't own, you don't bother with the Shields or Malik's. But, you, but, but I mean, in terms of worry for, for I'm not worried. Malik's has to play, right? I, I, I'd have to think he does because he's their leadoff man. Yeah, but Hanniger's done that in the past too. He has. I. I'm. This is the other one about Fraley. They they call him up and then they don't play him regularly. I I mean I'm not sure exactly what their design is for him. It it's very puzzling to me. He's got one start and it's either two or three team games as he got recalled. I don't know why you bother calling up a kid if you're not going to play him. Yeah yeah. By the way, if you need a catcher, Aaron Nola's brother has been hitting well. He's an oh, eligible catcher. I love that. By the way, he, so in labor, he's not catcher eligible, which was so disappointing. But he is middle infield eligible, and I needed a middle infield the week in, infield of the week. I got him. Yeah. Can you win labor? I could. I'm not. I mean, like the leader in our league is 82 points, I believe. Jeez, I'm over 100. But yeah, 82 points is being led currently by Clay Link of Rotowire. I'm at 69 points, so I'm 13 back. But remember, I did pick up Granky, so I could make a push on the pitching categories, but I'm going to need like two or three big weeks. Thank you, Tom Murphy. 
<laughs> Man, he is saving my NL labor butt. I could still lose. Yeah. It's going to be two teams over a hundred. Tout. <laughs> More questions, uh, Derek. Probably not that one. Rest of the way, Nick Castellanos or Aquino? Uh, six by six categories league. You know what? I wrote about Castellanos today, and I said these are people. They're human beings, and the Tigers. What a mess they were. And I think Castellanos just for four months was just unmotivated to do much of anything. He had meager numbers, a, a sub 800 OPS. Then he goes to a contending first place team and his OPS is 1200 in three weeks with homers every other day. That's how it works sometimes. Like now he's playing for something and he was probably just angry as it, that he was a tiger. There's no way I can make a case for Aquino over Castellanos and you won't either. Not, but, not a chance. Not a chance. And, and Aquino, I, by the way, I'm not saying he's going to be a free agent in your league in three weeks when he stops hitting these home runs, but I think it's a lot like Adam Duvall, I hate to say. I, I, you know, I said it right away too. Like I just, there's no way the pitchers are going to keep challenging him. Show the pitchers that you can do something about it and it's already slowing down. Castellanos is good now. So. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't find anything specific. Well, <laughs> He has a 507 isolated power, Aquino right. does. That can't continue. But Castellanos, no. to some degree, can continue this. He's proven that in the past. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, 392, 429, 785 is not going to keep up. That's just crazy. But could he go near 300, 350, 500 like he did in his best years in Detroit? Sure he could. And by the way, when you mention about this, about his status in Detroit... I fear that people take that as a criticism of, and I'm not saying you're criticizing him. I, I'm afraid that people look at him poorly for that. Consider what it must have been like for him to have played for more than a calendar year under trade rumors, waiting for the big payday, and now he's heading towards free agency. Finally, he gets traded. I see your point. I I'm think, not being mean at all. I just, you're not. It's no, reality. I'm, you and I go through this, too. I mean, like, it's, it's, you know, sometimes... You're just not as motivated on certain days as you are on others. And these guys are doing something athletic. So Right. And and in his case, I understand it because of the length of the time and the situation in Detroit and where the direction of that franchise went. So I don't look at that as anything negative on him. Fresh start? Yeah. Seems to be paying off. It's like the Beltran year when he got traded. Remember? He went nuts after that trade. Oh, wow. that Yeah, the Houston one. Yeah. And then he had that or huge postseason J.D. Martinez. Series. Woo. Remember when J.D. Martinez went to Arizona? And yes. Yes. Hit like 28 homers in two months. Going yeah. to a pennant race can change things. Spencer writes, how high does Sonny Gray grade out in your 2020 ranks? Uh, what percentage chance would you rank him over Trevor Bauer? Probably zero <laughs> for me. But, I mean, if I if I, I have Bauer, like, say he's number 15 in my starting pitcher rankings, does Sonny Gray make it to the top 20? Have I seen enough? Have you? And why? Like, why are we just automatically making <coughs> Bauer ahead of Sonny Gray? And I think you are too. But why automatically? Because I think Bauer has a much greater track record of missing bats, and it's nothing more than that. But I would not say the chance is zero, because we've got to embrace the possibility that Bauer is going to have a catastrophic final six weeks. Yeah, but he's why does not- that matter to you? Like, we know what he's capable of, so I almost think that nothing that Bauer does in the final six weeks matters for well, next I mean, year's rankings. One question is, where will he be next year? I don't like they're Cincinnati both, both for him. Cincinnati. I know, but, well, there's always the possibility of another trade for him. I don't like him in Cincinnati that much. I'm surprised to hear you say that anything about, like something Bauer does these final six weeks would affect his ranking. Like, I don't know why that would be. If he had a five ERA in Doesn't whatever, matter. 12 starts for Cincinnati, that's not going to have a, a negative reflection for it would It would have a negative reflection, but knowing what he achieved in Cleveland and starting a new season, it would be kind of irrelevant to me. Okay, but what was your high water point on Bauer for rankings this year? Probably top 10. 
Right, and that's where I'm coming from. He was unquestionably top ten for me, talent-wise. Too many strikeouts to leave him out of the top 20. Too talented. Sonny Gray's probably in my 25 to 30 range. But there is the possibility that if it does go terribly sour, I mean, I'm talking about maybe a 10% possibility that he does fall out of the top 20 by a couple of spots. Could Gray get in there? Probably not, but he is missing more bats this year. I mean, he's got a 10.6K per nine. He's he's whiffing almost 30% of the batters he's facing. Kurt writes, keep two out of three in a shallower keeper league. Marcelo Zuna, Tommy Pham, or Byron Buxton. Wow. Can you make a case for Buxton? I don't know if you can. Not durable. Not enough power. Tommy Pham goes first here. Azuna's second. Wow. Pham's first? I would take Pham over Azuna. He steals a lot of bases. Mm. I like Pham. I don't like I, the health on any of them, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, neither do I. I. I like Pham. I'm not... If you look at Pham's stat line... I don't see how you could be that impressed. It's good. It's. I mean, what do you think his numbers are? What do you mean? What do I think his what do you, numbers? Are? Is, without looking, give me the numbers. Give me the batting average, homers, and steals. Two sixty-five, fifteen, and twenty. I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm going to look now. Two sixty-five on the dot. Nineteen. Oh, yeah. And 16. Now that's just a guess. Nineteen and sixteen. Well done. Well done. Um, but I know that Tommy Pham takes a lot of walks, and I know yes. that he steals bases. Yes. So even without knowing that he was hitting 265, I still like him over Azuna, who might be a 40 home run guy in this environment, but I still think it's, I don't know what I'm getting from Azuna. He had the one great year. Last year was kind of average. I think he's going to be average again next year. I think Goldschmidt is too. I think a lot of these Cardinals are kind of average. So. I think Azuna has been dealing with underlying injuries to some degree for the entirety of his Cardinals, Cardinals career. Yeah, maybe. The fact he's putting up the numbers that he has is pretty impressive considering that but it has a bearing on his 2020 ranking i see again yeah i can see your point on fam here fam is gonna he feels stolen well no buxton feels stolen bases too buxton's rash of injuries really bothers me now really bothers i I love watching him play but i mean i'm taking ramon laureano over him i mean there's a lot of guys you have to take over buxton now you just can't stay on the field uh one more wank right sage pollock is worrying me might not run dodgers could rest him I just traded for Ozuna, so it would be fine. I'd like to upgrade Bell at first. I, you know, I'm just not on board with AJ Pollock all that much. And if you ask me his numbers without looking, I would say probably not even hitting 250, right? Is he? Let me check. I've, I've got it right here. Oh, yeah, it's 269. Two steals. Yep. Now it's only 222 PA, but that tells you something right there. He doesn't want to get hurt. He doesn't want to run. He hasn't hit above 270 since 2015. And he hasn't played more than 113 games since that year, too. So, no, he's not going to be among my top 40 outfielders next year. I'm not a fan either. I don't like the fact that he's a puzzle piece in the Dodgers mix-and-match strategy. However, since the day it was activated, which was the day after the All-Star break, 28 games, he's slashing 319, 383, 617 with 7 homers and 17 RBI. you feel any better about him now? Pollock? Mm-hmm. That's a really good run. Pollock's been hitting for average of late, but he's not producing anything. Mm, 7, 17, 21 runs. Since when? Since the All-Star break when he was activated. I'm looking at the last three weeks. He's done very little like because Yeah, and that's the mix-and-match puzzle piece problem. He's not striking out, but he hasn't attempted a steal in a long time. I They platoon everybody. I don't know. He's hitting lefties, but not righties. AJ Pollock's one of those guys who's just not hitting right-handed pitching. 
You know? He's getting clobbered by right-handed pitching. And I think he's probably not healthy. Mm-hmm. So, they, so that is know. a guy that you got to be happy with in the daily leagues, but yeah. That Dodger that, offense, man. I mean, obviously Bellinger's great. Muncy, Seager's overrated. Sorry, look at the numbers. He's clearly <laughs> overrated based on his ADP. Uh-huh. Pollock's overrated because everybody remembers the year he was a top 10 player. He hasn't done it since. Can't stay healthy. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just pointing out the, the, the facts. No, you can't just keep looking at these... Bryce Harper is not a top 10 outfielder in fantasy. I love him. I love watching him play. He's trying really hard. Defensively, he's been fine. On the bases, he's very aggressive. But you're still ranking him and drafting him and auctioning him based on the fact that he was an MVP. Isn't it partially saying something great about the outfield position in the top 10 as opposed to criticizing Bryce Harper? I don't think I have Harper in my top 20 outfielders right now. Wow, you can get 20. Do you think you're going to have 20 outfielders ahead of him from next year? I, I Again, cannot... this is not a criticism. I understand. This is, if Bryce Harper bats 250 and steals seven bases, he's not a top 20 outfielder. If it's just power, and it's not even monster power, okay? Mm-hmm. Which it could be next year. But if he bats 250 and steals seven bases, why would you rank him over Nelson Cruz? I'm just saying, for example, mm-hmm. obviously Cruz is older. Mm-hmm. Nelson Cruz next year is going to bat 280 with 40 home runs. Bryce Harper's not. I'm not sure Nelson Cruz is going to do that. Next Why? Year. He's doing it now. And despite it's, being hurt. It's going to stop fall someday. Apart. Yeah, it is. But why would it stop next year? If you told me that Nelson Cruz has more homers, RBI, and batting average than Bryce Harper next year, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Why I'll, wouldn't he? It, so today we'll pick. You'd take Nelson Cruz I don't Cruz want to bet today. against Harper. I'm just telling no, you, like... I'm using a comp here, which right. is to say, okay, maybe I should use a younger player than Nelson Cruz because it's too easy for you to say he's going to fall apart because he's 39 also, years old. Also, it's DH versus outfield, which is unfair. That's fine, too. It's unfair. So, I, I'm, I'm not being – by the way, I'm not being critical, critical of Cruz. I think if the worst case, I could shave five homers and five batting average points off, and that still makes him an excellent baseball player. Bryce Harper's the number 17 outfielder exactly. right now. That's my point. What's going to change next year? I think it's mostly volume, though. Like, I, cause he hasn't missed any games. So, yes, he's probably going to end up in my top 20, but like, man, I would be really tempted to, like, Chris Bryant's behind him. There's no way you would take Harper over Bryant. Uh, Max mm, Kepler's behind. Might. Why would you take Harper over Max Kepler? Or Fam? I, I don't want to take Tommy Fam. I mean, I don't want to take Harper over Fam. This is too much on Bryce Harper. It's not Kep- fair. Kepler's, yeah, I, I would say that Kepler, who we discussed the other day, is competitive with. There's uh, a bunch of outfitters that are not top 20 on the player radar this season that I think I would still take higher than Harper. One of them, one of them is, um, Kepler. I think Pham goes there. Um, Conforto the, maybe. There are also three that are ahead of him in ben the top Attendee. 17 that have no chance of being ranked. Of course you take Ben Attendee. Um, take out, take Danny out Danny Santana. Santana. Take out Yasiel Puig. Uh, yeah, but and yeah. Uh, take out Cattell Marte. Man, you hate Cattell Marte. I'm taking Bryce Harper over Cattell Marte. So, all right. If that's if they're going to be similar prices, there's absolutely no question whatsoever. I'm taking Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's worst case scenario. Th- I mean, is this not just about this his is worst his baseline case now? This yeah. is his base. No, no, this is not his worst case scenario, Tristan. His worst case scenario is he misses 50 games. His baseline is this. I'm sorry, dude. You're in for a rough next decade. Oh no, I know, I know. You're in for a really. Well, rough. I don't care. If this hang is his baseline. That what do you think? In... What do you think his baseline is now? I think it's a little better than this. 
I, I actually think that there is something to the players who are in their first year as the featured star on a new team that in year number two it does get a little bit better. It does not mean I think he's going to be a, a mega star next year, but I think things are going to get a little bit better. All right. That is it. Any final thoughts here? Hey, we just gave a whole ton of thoughts. <laughs> Make this longer, will we? <laughs> um, by the way, you can catch my act on my act I'm like a comedian. Uh, Sunday at Lehigh Valley's awesome bacon smelling Coca-Cola Park in Allentown, PA for a pregame fantasy football Q&A. And then I will throw out the first pitch. It'll be a strike and then I'll eat bacon. Nice. Oh, wow. You've, you've put, you've set yourself up for a strike. My day. I am going to photobomb that strike. <laughs> You're not going anywhere near there. Um, and then Saturday in Philadelphia at the Infinity Xfinity Live at the Fan Fest. I'll be there for that. Um, Tristan, you have lots of scout stuff this weekend, right? Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will be scouting a lot of players. A lot of scouting for <laughs> fantasy football. Big draft weekend. Check out the Fantasy Focus football podcast as well. They are awesome. We are done. Thanks so much to Troy Farkas, our producer. And Tristan, he's awesome too. I am Eric and have an awesome weekend. Everything is awesome. Bacon.